Hello and welcome back to the Daily Brew, the devotional where every day we try a new brew and we see what God is brewing for us in the Bible. Yes, it's cheesy, but what are you going to do? It's true. So, here we are. Before we get into the brews, we do need to check out what is the Bible, what of the Bible we are reading today. So, let's check out Psalm 145 verses 1 to 7. Revelation chapter 11 and Ezra chapter 4 verses 6 to 24 and chapter 5. So nice and easy, little bit cheesy, super breezy. No, I don't know where the cheesy came from. I just saw that I wrote down cheesy in my notes because it's cheesy, but it's true, the daily brew. So here we are. Let's try some brew. We are on our third day of tea week, cold brew version, cold brew style. I've had jasmine tea. I've had Earl Grey. Today is chamomile. Now the jasmine and the Earl Grey, they definitely are two of my absolute faves. But the chamomile wouldn't necessarily say it's a fave, I just feel like it could be yum cold. So that's why I chose it. That's why I did that today. So here we go, let's have a bit of it. It's the same chamomile I had hot a wee while ago. Red Seal, soothing body and mind. I wonder if it's as soothing in the cold. Let's see, shall we? Look, I'm going to be honest, it doesn't really taste like anything. There is the slightest, slightest aftertaste of chamomile. I mean, it's refreshing, but I think mainly that's just because it's warm in this room today and this has been sitting in the fridge. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. All right, enough of the brew, let's get into the Bible. The real reason you are here. In New Zealand, where we're recording from today, we are part of the British Commonwealth. We have a reigning monarch. At the moment, that's King Charles. He has some power in the direction and shaping of the Commonwealth, but there are limits to his power. This is not the case with our King Jesus. His power is unlimited. He is perfect in every way. Unlike a human king, we can know that his motive is always for good, that he works for the good of his people, that he is worthy of our full worship, trust, honor, and praise. Today, we're going to consider his kingship and how we can respond to his majesty and authority in a way that we can't respond to an earthly king. I'm having a little bit of fun with this one because basically we're comparing King Charles to our King Jesus and let's let's be honest it's very easy who comes out on top but in our psalm today we are exhorted to worship our King now I'm not going to do that with Charles but my King Jesus yes he is worthy verse 1 David writes I will exalt you my God the King I will praise your name forever and ever he worships the king of the universe by declaring his splendor. We meditate, tell, proclaim, celebrate, joyfully sing of the glory, goodness, and righteousness of God, just like the psalm does. He goes through all of these different things. We can do the same as we worship our king. Unlike with an earthly king, Revelation reminds us that we can put our full hope and confidence in King Jesus, our full hope, our full confidence in King Jesus. At the beginning of our passage, we see great challenge and destruction happening among the people of God. 42 months of witnessing is thwarted by the beast. 
It could seem like all hope is lost. But then the seventh trumpet sounds and the elders fall on their face in worship. Revelation eleven seventeen says, this is what they, they are. They're saying, we give thanks to God, the Lord God Almighty, the one who is and who was, because you have taken your great power and have begun to reign. God is in control. His power is sovereign. When things feel dire, when they look hopeless, we can trust in the victory of our God. We can look to him. When we remember that he is sovereign, he is more powerful, he is victorious. And when we live out of that revelation, we bring glory to him. The way that we live in full trust and confidence in him brings him great glory. Finally, the last thing we recognize in our passages today, and Ezra in particular, is that we can fully trust our king. We know that he won't let us down. Now, I want to be careful about what I mean when I say that, because we sing, you're never going to let me down. And if we stop to think about it, <clears throat> we could be very wrong in thinking that sometimes we have felt left down by God. But if we project our own earthly expectations onto God's timing, onto God's will and his way, it might feel like he's let us down if it doesn't happen the way we expect. But his promise is that he will never let us down. He is always true to his word, to his character, to his nature. So in truth, he will never let us down. Let's not project unfair, un inaccurate expectations upon his timing. We can be confident that he is working all for the good of those who love him, you included. Ezra and the Israelite people are coming against great opposition with people against them. Then their earthly king is commanding them to stop the work of rebuilding the temple. But the people trusted God. And when the elders picked up the work again under new leadership, they encountered opposition again. Yet, when they were asked under whose authority they were working, this was the start of their response. And I love this. 5 verse 11 says, this is the answer they gave us. We are the servants of the God of heaven and earth, and we are rebuilding the temple that was built many years ago, one that a great king of Israel built and finished. They go on to give full context, of course, but this goes to show, as they start by saying, we are servants of the God of heaven, that their trust was first and foremost in God. He is our one and only true king. He is worthy of all honor and praise. He is a giver of hope and confidence. And he is trustworthy. Not like any human, not like any king, not like any earthly father. He is so much greater. Three, two, all right, time for verse of the day, short and sweet today. Today's verse is Psalm 145 verse four. One generation commends your works to another they tell of your mighty acts. This is something Harry and I are incredibly passionate about, generational ministry. It is our responsibility to teach the next generation about the goodness of God and the truth of Jesus. Our pastor, John, used to often say, Christian, Christianity is one generation away from extinction and one day away from revival. We must tell of his mighty acts, we must share and raise up the next generation 
It is our responsibility. No one else's. All right, that's it today for The Daily Brew. I hope you are encouraged that our earthly king is like no other. Hope as you read these scriptures today that there will continue to be fresh revelation and and fresh uh, anointing over your reading today. But hey, it is the end of today's devotional. I totally blanked on what the word was there. Devotional. I will be back tomorrow, hopefully a little bit fresher. I think I might need to drink a coffee before I keep doing these cold brew teas because today I was a little bit out of it. Tomorrow should be a bit better. But hey, if it's the start of your day, have a wonderful day. If it's the end of your day, good night, sleep tight, and we'll see you back here tomorrow for day 354 of the Daily Book.